coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Den. This is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to just catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi, and with me, as per usual, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. And this is episode 19. We've made it a long way. 19 This weeks. episode, we have an audience here. We have a little baby here also, and we have a dog. So there might be some jingle jangles. I mean, how rude of you to just be like, we have a baby and a dog, and then just completely ignore the full-sized human sitting next to me that I said is we have my an fiance. audience here. She's part of the audience. Yeah, you said we have an audience, a baby, and a dog. Well, they were additional to the audience. You ignored Amanda. And this was a misinterpretation of what I said. No, play it back. <laughs> I know where I would like to start today. Do you have an, anywhere that you're determined like, to start? I feel like our, I like the episodes where we have like... Just like pre banter in the beginning. Well, this is what well, you want to go right into. It, this so. is what qualifies pre banter. Well, there was just something I wanted to say. Although, not for nothing, our entire show is kind of pre banter. Yeah, and until we're done, it's just all pre banter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I wanted to touch ba- touch about something that we talked about last week. And it was something that I know you said you wanted to talk about before. Kind of, we could tie it in probably. But I wanted to address kind of how. I listen to the podcast after we're done recording every week. Like, I always run it back and hear it. And I don't ever regret anything I say. I don't ever really feel like, oh, you know, that I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But last week's episode, I was so heated. And I really, I don't want this to turn into, like, Black Pill podcast. Like, I don't want it to sound like, like, well, you know what the red pill is. Yeah. You know the, the black pill. pill. Black pill is, like, you've lost hope. You know, it's like. Oh, doom dude, and gloom what? podcast and no, i feel like I've... last week i got so heated that i came across so negative there's too much negative energy i don't want that to be what people think it's my politics is your first episode as a father was <laughs> your most <laughs> negative episode so i just wanted to address like i swore a lot i talked about how joe biden and china like it's a mess and then that was before you know everything that went on this week between our administration in China. Yeah. But I just want it to be out there that if you listen to last week's episode, I'm not a negative person. I'm not that angry. It's just sometimes you just got to vent those frustrations with the way things are. Try to hold it back this week a little bit. Listen, I know you said you want to talk about China. So we're learning. I do want to talk about China, but I want to talk about China in like just like a bigger overview type way because Bill Maher had that clip that kind of went not really viral, but just kind of made the, the circuit of political Twitter into the, I don't know, what would you call it? It is funny seeing... Republican yeah, it Twitter? Is, it is funny seeing these woke... Or conservative Twitter? The woke comedians kind of be like, whoa! We saw two last week. <laughs> Big ones. I don't like this. Bill, Bill Maher with the, the China piece, and then we also had that weird video from Sarah Silverman earlier in the week. Bill Maher was right about pretty much everything he said about China. It's just unfortunate that it took what it's taken okay. for him to get but there. But that's... Okay, it's, this... It's, that Everything he said was true two years ago. This is why I wanted to bring up China. Because in that video, forget the horrible shit China does and forget about our impending conflict, current conflict with China and whatever that may be. Just yeah. look at it as like the progress of China versus the progress of the United States. 
and the premium that they put on building infrastructure, building cities, and then you look at what <clears throat> what we do here, and we can't and how everything's crumbling. We can't build anything. And in that video, the Bill Maher video, he talks. He shows a picture of China's airport, a Chinese airport, and then the LaGuardia Airport. And I had only been to LaGuardia Airport one time, and that was recently to bring Amanda to the airport. And dude, it is the biggest piece of garbage <laughs> I've ever seen. It's from the 1930s. It looks so old. Amanda said that, so by the gate she was waiting at, there was a giant hole in the ceiling, that, and it was pouring rain that day, and there was just a garbage can okay. collecting water. Could you imagine? Could you imagine this? Let's say you're 24 years old. You're, you know, you'd be any age. I don't care what age you are. But you're coming to America for the first time from a European country and you hear all about it. And you land. You get off the plane. You're excited. And the first thing you see is that airport. And there's a hole this in the ceiling. And it's, you're like, this is what America is? And then the first city you see, everyone talks about New York and how it's New York. It's amazing. Let's be honest. The first. LaGuardia is like right in Queens. Yeah. The first thing you're seeing is Queens. You come through with all the chop Listen, shops if you're from, and stuff. If you're from Queens, no offense. It's fine. I'm sure it was great. If we have like, listeners in Queens, that'd be great. But like, it's not the most gorgeous setting. Listen, we're from New Jersey. We get it. There's City Field's nice. Yeah, but like you're not walking out to City Field. You're walking <laughs> out to like a building that's just... Auto body shops. Got graffiti on it. Used car lots. It's just weird. It's just... It's not... We're not... What China is in the ter- in the realm of like building and infrastructure, we're well, really China's, not. China's got the advantage because they're new, right? Same thing with like Dubai and they're Saudi new. Arabia. Well, no. In I, terms I, of like country, they're way older. Of course, but I mean in terms of their development. So they they have recently come of age, really, and ninety percent of their population in the last twenty years have moved from the rural areas but why to did, the cities. But why did we stop? Well, I mean, we why have we regressed? Happy. We haven't regressed. That's not what's happened. I think it's a regression. And I think it's a regret. Not All right, fine. Maybe not a regression, but a... It's a stagnation. A stagnation and a complete and a decay. halt. Because every facet of our society, whether it be how to get... Uh, you want to put in an addition on your house to, hey, we're going to tear down an old strip mall and put something there for the public. Things take forever in this country there's a lot of bloat there's so much bloat and bureaucratic mess around everything and i think it hurts the average citizen because we just don't get the improvement that we should well it's infrastructure that makes good society and this is do you remember do you remember like the first month of trump's presidency when he came out doing the infrastructure press conference and he's like i want to do this and, and he we're going unfold to that just long... by cutting red tape we could shut the we could cut the process from yeah. 10 years to 12 months or whatever he said and we never got around to it but that was one of the real issues with the way that trump's administration was treated by the media because it bogged him down and so much other stuff with you know russia and all these things where he was trying to do stuff that never was able to get bipartisan support because he was constantly battling you know, he's battling what he was battling. So, talking to someone and saw the Bill Maher clip, I just am kind of, not obsessed, but just very much interested in this whole China thing. And in the clip when he's talking about 
how they built a building in 19 days, like a whole skyscraper in 19 days. They reconstructed a bridge in tw- in 43 hours. For COVID, they they were crazy how they were able to up their infrastructure. Meanwhile, we did. How the- come we're not embarrassed? Well, I mean, we're we're better humanitarians here. Like we don't we're not killing the the U- Uyghurs yeah, like they are. They're way more utilitarian, but at the same time, we don't have the the. Like, across the population, we don't have the knowledge base required for us to be embarrassed about it. You true. know what I mean? Like, we don't, we're, we don't have the cultural awareness of what China's doing. We're so insular-focused. We're And that's why we're such assholes. And when I say we're such assholes, I mean, like, the whole really thing. just the left. <laughs> and not, I hate to be ac- accusatory here and, like, shirk responsibility because there is accusatory. some... There is some on the right, but what I mean is, like, the left is so focused, especially the progressive left, on this notion that, like, we have to be better. And they're focused on, like, race relations and making people's lives. So that these are all noble things, but it's so naive. They don't have the grasp of, yeah, like, geopolitics, global politics, like, all what's actually happened in the world. We're failing at. What's really important to sustaining a culture and a society and a country that's going to be able to compete against something like china china has so many advantages over us simply because of the number of people they have how unified they are they don't deal with our the racial divisions that the left make the focus of every single issue well, that weakens us i'm telling if we you we stopped focusing on race relations focused on being americans and working together to it would do get things it would be better like China, the Chinese are some of the most racist people on the face of the earth. If you go to China and you're white or you're black or you're any other ethnicity, you get openly mocked. That's okay. But it, how often do we say it with uh, baseball, right? Like the baseball announcers that hate baseball. Yeah. It just makes the product for people who watch baseball bad. Yes. Same thing if if all we're talking about in America is how terrible we are and how racist we are, when really that's <laughs> such the minority and not even the minority. It's like... The minuscule percentage, like, it's so low I don't even want to call it a minority because the minority is giving it too much credit. The Georgia shooting is a good example of this where, like, the media can choose to focus on any given crime on any given day. They can look across the country, there's shootings and there's killings and there's rapes and there's murders and there's kidnappings and thefts. The country is huge. But they focus on the ones that drive specific narratives. So Correct. there was a shooting, eight people and were it's killed. It's an awful Most awful were Asian. Crime. Let's make it about Asian hate. We could drive we could tie it into COVID. We could drive clicks with this narrative. The narrative news that perpetuates our cognitive cycles on social media and just in our everyday lives do such detriment to our ability to just communicate with one another. So I don't know. I mean I do think that there's an there's a real need for us to unify around something, and if it's not this enemy that is, and, and I, I use the word enemy loosely because China, I don't think, is interested in a real conflict. They're not World War Two Germany. No, but no, I'm telling you, Bill Maher nailed it in the video when he said Americans are a silly people. We argue over this. Oh, excuse me. We argue over the silliest stuff. This podcast has so many different sounds I know. in it. It's crazy. <laughs> we got baby you, chewing, we got phones, we got burps. Don't worry right. about it. But episode nineteen, episode twenty is gonna be a good one. Um talking about the media and stuff is actually if we can for a second get off China. And the thing I really wanted to say about COVID was that there was a video today 
that hit Twitter from Miami where this dude is dressed like the Joker, swinging an American flag around, screaming, COVID is over without a mask, right? Love that guy. The you comments, see, I, I put him on Instagram. Yeah. The comments under the video were all very similar, but they were all like, he's not going to need that American flag when he's on a, res- on a respirator or can't wait for him to get COVID. That's crazy. And we've developed into like, I don't care. If you want to wish harm on people, I, it truly doesn't bother me. It's not, that's not me. Listen, if you want to wish harm, that's on you. That's crazy, but you do you. But where I get very annoyed, confused, is like there's a whole lot of people that their response to seeing someone without a mask is wishing them to get COVID. You know why? Because they're jealous. Yeah. They're jealous that they can't not wear a mask because they're so controlled by this fear-mongering media narrative that you're a bad person if you're not wearing a mask. How come when I'm walking and I don't have a mask on and someone else has a mask on, they, they like, they jump away from me? They're ju- you're, aren't you wearing a mask to protect others? Like, you're wearing a mask to protect me. You don't have to be scared of me. You have the mask. Did you see the, the videos out of London from yesterday's protests? They were singing a, they were singing a song... There was hundreds of thousands of people all across I didn't know there Europe. was a protest yesterday. Yeah, so yesterday was International Day of Freedom, and there were protests across... That's ironic. Yeah, protests across Europe. We didn't have many here in the United States, because I think in the United States, we're like beyond the point of protest. Yeah, like, we're so protested out, we're like, they don't do shit. They don't do anything. <laughs> like, whatever. But in Europe, in London specifically, they protested all across, you know, COVID lockdowns and mask restrictions and vaccines, and they were singing this song like... Take your poison vaccine and shove it up your ass like in unison, like the whole crowd. It was crazy. But it just goes to show, like, there are two sides to this issue, just like every other issue. It's not just, okay, you COVID lockdowns, vaccines, do it, idiot. No, like, you're never going to get everyone to do what you want them to do. So the fact that you're trying to impose this on everyone is just demonstrative of the authoritarian nature of government in this moment. We can't ignore the fact that our governments are right now exercising what in any other time period in human history would be described as tyranny like literal tyranny so i mean you could say what you want about how stupid people who are who don't want the vaccine like me or how stupid people are who don't want to wear the masks all the time or but how that's stupid the thing right they like, want to be locked down but people just want to be free it's not even people want to be free it's just like People just don't want to be bothered. Don't, yeah, don't leave me bother alone. me with your garbage. <laughs> yeah. If you want to follow the garbage, follow the garbage. But keep it out of my life. Yes. You want to go get your vaccine? Fine. I, I applaud you. Good for you to go get the vaccine. But don't make Absolutely. me get it. I'm not getting it. Why does me getting it have anything to do with you? If the vaccine if works, if, you have nothing If the vaccine about. works, why do you care if I have it? The death rate among vaccinated... I'll get COVID. I'll get put on a respirator and die according to you. The COVID death rate among vaccinated people is higher. Is that true? Yes. I don't believe that. It is. You can look it up. And not only that, there's more... The rate in which there's adverse ex- effects to the vaccine is higher than the rate of hospitalizations from COVID. Now, adverse effects could be anything from like, okay, my arm is sore. But, I mean, some people have died. So, what well, all I'm saying is they made such a big deal about hydroxychloroquine because it might give you a slight heart arrhythmia. But hydroxychloroquine is generally one of the safest medications you're ever going to be prescribed. 
they give it as a prophylactic all throughout Africa and India to prevent malaria. They've been doing it for a hundred years. So the fact that like, oh, it might help COVID turn into such a political statement where because you're a crazy conspiracy theorist that you even suggest, I want to try hydroxychloroquine <coughs> and zinc. And this Meanwhile, is where... wait, wait, wait. Meanwhile, you can take this experimental vaccine that literally changes your DNA that has had no time to test long-term effects at all, and that's not conspiracy theory. So these people are broken. They just repeat what they hear on the news, and that's fine. You can be that way. But if you're that way, don't expect everyone to be that way. I was going to say something there, and I forgot. Oh, sorry. Um, no, no, no. Good. But what I really think this kind of reflects back on Trump, too. Of like, There's so many things I wish he would have done differently. Same. Like, the high, the... When he talked about it, the hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. If he wasn't so, like, in your face, like, if, if he could have just had the, the foresight to be like, if I suggest this, they're going to rail they're it. They're going to rail it. <laughs> like, let me introduce it some other it way. It probably won't work. Oh, I thought you were thinking so. But yeah, like, in, introduce it some other way. Because. I do think that was a big a big downfall of Trump, was that he did like the credit for things. But the problem is... He deserves the, some credit. Of course he does, but the other side hates him so much, they were never going to give him credit for anything. Unfortunately, though, we make it all about Trump a lot, like this is Trump's exactly. fault. But here's the thing. I'm old enough to remember how the left treated George Bush. And I was part of that, because I hated George Bush. But a lot of me questions now, like, did I hate George Bush because I legitimately hated George Bush? Or was it because the media establishment hated George Bush because he was a Republican? Republicans are just the punching bag. The Democrats are the heroes. Correct. Both of them work together in order to keep us in the dark and suppressed. And they're both awful. They're both awful. And if you look at what Joe Biden's doing now at the border and how the, and how there's migrants pouring across, we have more kids in cages than ever before, and you go on Twitter... Do they care about it? Are they talking about it? Not only it? do they care still... They're still blaming Trump. The border crisis was under control under Trump, but for some reason now that it's completely out of control because Joe Biden has literally reversed course on everything Donald Trump did to the point where the wall has already been paid for and they're still not going to build it. So like all that money that's been spent to finish the wall is never going to get finished. It's already spent. And those migrants are still going to come into the United States, which is fine. We should. I have always said we should invite immigration. Immigration is good, legally. We have laws for a reason. It's Congress's job, our ineffective, feckless Congress. It's their job to well, change the laws. So that's in order what I was going to say, right? Facilitate like I said before about the about building infrastructure, everything. It's, it's not their just job. that. Every aspect of this country yeah. is filled with mess and rot and this this impossible red tape to cross. Yeah. Immigration is another one of those issues. Yes. Why? Listen. Legal immigration takes forever. It probably shouldn't take that long. But that's not my fault. No. That's our ineffective Congress, our Senate. And we do it's have, all of them. And we do none, have of them laws. Do, none of them do anything. Yeah, and we do have laws that are meant to be enforced. And if the laws were enforced the way they should be, there wouldn't be 10,000 children plus another 5,000 children in ho- in hotels What does that tell you about border? our country? That like our laws are so broken and don't work that we'd rather just be like... Ah, screw it. We can't even write new laws. Let's just break these laws. Because we have nothing... There's no other way to do it. It's not even break the laws. It's just totally ignore, ignore them. Ignore the laws. Let's just forget they exist. But it, it really goes to show you, like, the type of 
people were dealing with because they don't literally the capital they just said they're going to take those fences down now because there yeah, really right. no there's no threat anymore but there never was a threat they're afraid that we're starting to realize how how corrupt they are and they're going to take down those fences they're going to leave a fence along the inner uh capital to whatever xyz but at the end of the day you have a group of people uh, in congress and then another group in senate who have the ability to change the laws to be whatever they need to be. And rather than do that, they're they're letting the executive branch just write orders and the judicial but, branch rule on things as if it's a, a kingdom because we live right now in like this feudal white, again, so, oligarchy, ty- tyrannical Yesterday, government. Yesterday I was watching a clip from uh, Tim Pool and he brought up the book that you've been reading. Yeah. Um, have you gotten any further in that book? A little bit. Okay. But I mean, I haven't a lot of time to read. I'm probably about 20 or 25 pages further okay. than I was last week. Probably more than I would have been. But anyway. Like, I thought we both did, right? Like, Trump was going to be the, 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 what what do you want to call it? The, the last bit that kind of broke the establishment down. And it turned out it kind of fortified the establishment but what the establishment i don't think was ready for was like that the people are were stirring and that it didn't really matter at that point it doesn't matter that trump was going to go out of office and you're going to put in joe biden and kamala harris because the people are still paying attention and not only are the people paying attention a lot of people who woke up under the trump administration to hate trump well, they voted for Biden. Why'd they vote for Biden? Because they just hated Trump. But they thought they were going to get change out of Biden. Which is and so far, they are seeing, not only are they not seeing change, things are getting worse they're going for them right by back. the day. They're going higher back. taxes, higher gas prices. Like, the inflation's going to start happening with, when we're, with this bill. Like, it's going to be, these next four years are going to change a lot of people's minds. We're going to see, we're in a real Thucydides trap. Where China is on the ascent, we're on the decline, and something's got to give. Either we're gonna go, we're gonna have a real conflict with China, or we're going to, you know, solidify our position and be able to retain our ability to be number one. But in order to do that, we have to recognize what it is that's holding us back. And what's holding us back was never Donald Trump. It was never white supremacists. It was never racism. What it is is a globalist elite who have no loyalty to this country whose whole desire is to see the United States take a backseat to China in order for them to enrich themselves. So until we get, again, until we get together and do that, it's never going to be, you know, it's never going to be what we want it to be, which is America being at the top. Now, in order for us to really succeed... All we have to do is say to these politicians, the Mitch McConnells, the Chuck Schumers, the Nancy Pelosi's, do what we want. The Democrats have power. What do the Democrats want? Okay, how about a $15 minimum wage? Let's do it. How'd that go? How'd that go for you, Democrats? You have control of everything. Guess what? But that's because they don't really want to pass that. They want to act like they do. The elected politicians don't want to pass that. Correct. The Democratic voter wants it. Of course. But they're never going to get it passed with these people. Now, I think that if the Democratic voters had their way, it would be worse for us all. But generally speaking, like the, the problem isn't the left. It's not the right. The problem is the people in power, which 
aren't even the politicians. The politicians are the theater. The politicians are the, the ones who are supposed to make you feel like it's sport, right? Those people are there for show to hide the actions of the global elite. Sometimes, if, if you don't know who the global elite are, that's it's a problem. Not, it's not the overt corruption or the constant lying that disgusts me the most about politicians. Today on the way here, we were listening to the office ladies. The Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, because Rachel listens to it. But they were talking about uh, the dinner party episode in the office and they started talking about John McCain and how his favorite scene from the show is in that episode and the, how they found out about that and I can't believe these, John McCain watched the office well that's the <laughs> well the, that's kind of the point of what I'm saying here is like there was a dinner party that John McCain was having with all with all these guests and he has like a person and all politicians do this according to, to Jenna Fisher so whatever she knows but again this is just like a little anecdote of like, he's got this little guy in his ear. Politicians have these little guys in their ear when they're they're having get-togethers and parties where they vet every guest that they're going to meet that night. And before they go and talk to whoever, they're going to get like a little something in their ear that's just like, hey, this person does this, this, and that. This way you can tell them something personal when you meet them. Because they're, sh- sh- they're shitty people. Because <laughs> they're not normal. Superficial. They're, it has nothing to do with like... None of them have the ability to actually have a conversation. They're just... It's disgusting. And, like, that, to me, is just as awful as, like, when I hear... Well, maybe not just as awful, but... Terrible. Like, I'm getting distracted by the baby. (laughs) You're right. I think that a lot of these politicians are incredibly superficial. You see with Joe Biden struggling every time he appears in public now. We didn't even talk about him falling up the stairs. You don't have to. I mean, it's self-explanatory. It's, it's hilarious. Mess. What about the microphone phase through? Like, there's nothing about this this administration that's authentic or real. It doesn't matter what Joe Biden does. Me and you have different Joe... opinions on that. I think that video was real. As I'm much as I thought about, it wasn't. I'm not talking about that specific video. I'm talking about... Well, first of all, regardless of whether or not that video is real, all I'm saying is that this administration is inauthentic. Think about how Kamala Harris looms over Joe Biden's shoulder at every public appearance like she's the Grim Reaper, waiting for her chance to jump in as president. I'm surprised they haven't put her in yet. I thought, I said within a year, and I'm going to stick with that, I still think it's going to be within a year. I mean, it looks good. That's like like a good prediction. But man, I'm surprised she's lasted this long. I'm three glasses into a bottle of wine. How much longer can you let a... Jesus. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm the only one drinking it. This podcast is gonna get wild. Oh my how god! How much? No. The dog is playing with a squeak toy. How much long? Oh no, Quinn, <laughs> can't have that. How much longer can you let Joe Biden fall upstairs and make a fool out of himself before you're like, all right, we we gotta just put Kamala in there? A long time, I guess. Can but you? but here's the thing: you have an administration where. Both the vice president and the president are incredibly unlikable, but the polling data shows that 70% of the country is so happy right now. But that's fake. Of course it's fake. That's my point. I'm supposed to trust that polling data, the same polling data that, like, never gave Trump a chance And then, on top of that, you have our opposition, right? Our ideological opposition. When you look at the bottom of these tweets or on these Facebook posts or in these YouTube comments, they're angry at us. They're angry at us. So, like... 
when they watch a video of the border crisis, they're not saying, wow, this is the result of our policies. They say, wow, this is what happens because Trump and his supporters are so racist and the backlog that they caused did this. Or the vaccine issues. You have AstraZeneca has a vaccine that's being recalled throughout Europe because it's causing blood clots on people's brains. And there's still people who are saying the idiots who don't get the vaccine deserve to, like you said earlier, get COVID and die. Listen. So that's a real problem. I said problem. it before, and I, you kind of laughed. Like, I'm not joking. I have been radicalized <laughs> in the sense that, like... I do laugh at that. In the sense that... I go so far the other way now just because I want like just because I want to rail against these people. Like we used to be leftists. No, I want to be I so I think I would be I want to go leftist. so hard conservative. That's, That's not really t- conservatism. All right, well I want to go so far the I don't care what it is. I just want to go so far the other way that I, just I want piss to oppose everyone these off. People. I just want to piss everyone off. I want to get my guns. I want to go out into the woods. I want to be a man. Damn it. But it's not about cons- again that we're playing. I think we play into the hands of the establishment when we think like that, because we actually need the progressives and the left on our side if we are going to win this ideological culture war. Because the culture war itself is against the establishment, like we always say. The establishment is just a few elite people, and if we could unite ninety percent of the country against it, like when. When Occupy Wall Street was a thing, we are the 99%. That was the motto. It's like everyone who's making $400,000, $500,000, you're with us. By the way. Against them. The the 1% thing, the 1% is a lot bigger than I think it is. Because, like, if you drive down, like, Ocean Avenue and stuff, you see these houses and Manilokan and... Bayhead and all these areas. There's so many million dollar homes all over the state. And this is just one state. Who's living in these houses? But having a million dollar home isn't indicative of being one of the elites. Well, I think it is. It's not, though. No, 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 no. Not one of the elites, but you're in the 1%. Yeah. But at the same time, like, many... It's, it's really more about the left and the right here in this paradigm that we have. If most people realize that they're not in the big club that George Carlin talks about, and they're really... It's all big club and you ain't in it. And really, you really should be preserving this. We have to get back. We said it a few podcasts ago. We have to get back to this idea that the federal government isn't the good guy. Kamala Harris had a... If you look at the White House YouTube channel still, I was expecting this to kind of die down, but it hasn't. They are un, underwater with negativity. They can't have a comment section. They can't. They can't get I, a positive ratio and likes and dislikes. I've decided that I hate everything about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, hold on, wait, wait. Kamala Harris had a press conference where she says, "Don't worry, help is on the way." You're not helping. No one cares. Ronald Reagan, wants you. get the fuck out of Ronald here. Ronald Reagan's most favorite quote is the scariest words anyone could ever hear is, "I'm from the government. I'm here to help." We've we don't we've want your help. Materialized it. We've materialized it. So we have to. We go, don't need your help. So we have to go the other way. People need to help themselves. That's yes. the problem. We have to go. We have to decentralize. No one, no one helps themselves anymore. You're right. 
We have to decentralize it's it like, to scale down it's like what the I federal said government. A couple weeks ago when I was in the car with you about like the victim mentality, like how dangerous it is to societies when everyone starts acting like a victim and no one takes any responsibility for their own actions and then you're just left with weak people who just everything hurts. Oh my god. Everything hurts. By the way, I had never heard this saying before. Okay. And it's like my new favorite saying. So this was on that Tim Pool clip I watched last night. They okay. were talking about the that book you're reading and how like their seasons and the saying is, strong men make good times. Good times make weak people, or make weak men. Weak men make hard times. Hard times make strong men. Yes. And it's a cycle. Well, that's what and the book boy, is all about. boy, yeah. does that just very much relate to where we're at today. And it's like, we're a lot of, there's a lot of weak men out there. <laughs> and there's a and hard not, time coming. And I'm not talking about, like, physically men. Like, man as in people. People. people that yeah. We are a weak People right and now. I think we all know that there's hard times coming. Mentally, physically, financially, socially. It's the all. Question, the question is, like, now that I've been reading the book, mm-hmm. the question really is: Be careful of it. Are we in the midst of the hard time, or is the hard time on the horizon? No, so I think Tim, we're. I think we're in it. Now, see, with Tim and the people who started in the book, what they don't realize is the prediction was that it started in 08, but the prediction is not right. Well, all I can tell you about this book so far is the prediction is a good prediction. It's not right. And they mention in the book, like, the thing that's up in the air with this cycle specifically, this book is all about how time operates in cycles. And there's four seasons yeah, to yeah. every cycle. Your and spring, your winter, your fall, your summer. Whatever. And that correlates to one long human life. Yes. But one long human life in accordance to the cycle is about 80 years. The boomers yeah. are going to be the first generation that lives to 100 or more. Does that change the cycle? Evidence of that is look at how old Joe Biden and Trump are. That generation of people still holds power. Ordinarily in the cycle, They'd be they gone. would be gone. Yeah. So the boomer generation still is the dominating force in our culture and our society, when in reality, in past cycles, that dominating force would have transitioned already to us. But I think that's probably. kind of why we're in this weird phase of Limbo life state because like yes you're right like they have the power in the sense of like they control the the, the things but look at they have institutional take, power look at like exactly institution good word that's exactly the word i was looking for but my dumb brain can only come up with <laughs> things i'm like things that's the same as institutional anyway the but then you have like gen z and what they're doing on TikTok. Like, they have they cultural They wield power. power. They yeah, have cultural, cultural power. power. Again, I wouldn't have said cultural. Good work. TikTok. I like your vocab. TikTok is a hellhole, but it is a hellhole created by Gen Z, essentially. And I'm almost okay with it. I wish... Be, I don't know. I don't know. I, we've been talking about this too long. I want to get off it. I just <laughs> I can't. But I mean, how's being a dad? It's great. Two it's weeks so in now. Three it's weeks so, in. How many? The eighth? So we're the baby is in the room. You might have heard. So this is a weird week for us. We have a Rose, lot going on. Rose, do you want on. to talk? The laptop is breaking. The dog is here. But the baby's in the room, and it's just great to have this baby around. And it, the baby is really the reason why I got so upset about China last week and why I'm so passionate about Because you want things issues. to be like, better want a good for country, her to for grow up in. Yes, of course. So, But she's just amazing, and being a dad is amazing, and... Watching my wife, yeah, you know, foster this life is incredibly inspiring. So it is good. Is it, is it weird being the man in the sense of like... 
Well, well you know, you can, you try to do your the best you can, and you do as much as you can, but it's not nearly like what she can do just from a biological standpoint. We were just talking about this um, sort of idea, but me and Rachel, the idea that like I'm kind of going to be the patriarch of the family, like me and you. I have a baby. Well, I'm not going to be a patriarch. I have a house. It's not mine. Like, thing. there's like a real sense of accomplishment I have, like the life that we're kind of building. Yeah. But at Until the same you get time, canceled because of this podcast. But exactly. Continue. But at the same time, like, I feel like the future is so much bigger than what we're doing. I my all of my hopes. It's, I guess this is what parenthood really is. All of my hopes rest in like what kind of future can this little girl inherit and then foster and build for herself which is why i don't think i'm gonna have children because i (laughs) want to focus on my future bill gates would like to hear that i want to focus on my future (laughs) i want to make all my money for me i want to do everything for me so wait parenting is great and changing diapers and loving babies is really wonderful she's amazing but we have to protect the things that we hold dear so me and you both have decided to get our gun permits i tried a year ago and didn't follow through with the whole process and now i am you are also i go, I go on thursday for my fingerprinting i filled out my form guns are so cool and i've been saying this since trump got elected because i used to be so anti-gun and now i'm so pro-gun i am a 2a extremist you say so you're radicalized I, I am i think that anything the government is allowed to have i should be allowed to have that means drones unmanned drones that means tanks that means nuclear warheads I deserve it because there's nothing that you can't trust an individual citizen with that you can trust Joe Biden with. Yeah, no, I we we were talking about this a couple weeks ago because we were watching that thing, and I get it. I totally get that sentiment, and it's not like I trust Joe Biden with nukes. It's just I'd rather have no nukes. Like my, <laughs> well, I agree. Yeah, my my option would be but like they exist. Well, none of us have it. Well, but, but they exist, and you're never exist. going backwards. You're never getting rid of them. Give nukes to everyone. Everyone gets a nuke because you're more responsible generally than a government, which is comprised of people like Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein and well, Chuck Schumer. That and that old Mitch saying McConnell. isn't wrong. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Yeah, it's been more true nukes. forever. It's always true. Like. <laughs> Like, it makes me worried. Cause if I everyone getting... has a nuke, the one, the couple bad eggs with the nuke, they're outnumbered. Shout out. I've been watching a lot of Hickok 45 videos, like, trying to figure out what guns I want to get once my permit comes through. I know exactly, by the way. Like, I mean, I have my kind of plan set. I'm getting four guns. That's it. For now. I, it might, <laughs> off the bat, four. But that's like, I don't need to get them immediately. It's like, immediately I got to get the handgun because you have to get it within 30 days. Also, New Jersey laws are weird. I was about to say. I was talking about this with... Uh, Maureen's brother, who's a police officer, Brian, like, Brian. talking, Brian, ab- talking it's about Maureen. the how it's in New Jersey. You need to apply for a permit every single time you want to buy a handgun. Just a handgun. If you have a firearms ID, you, you can, can go in else. and buy anything else you want, which is weird. And then the other thing is. There's a waiting period, right? It's like if you buy a handgun, you go to the store, you purchase it, you sign off on it, whatever. Now you have to leave the store without the thing you just bought and then come back in a few days to pick it up. But if a rifle, a shotgun, you just grab it. 40 minutes out. But here's the other thing. I want to conceal carry. I was. Can you do that in New Jersey? You can. You need a permit. You need a permit. You know how many permits were given out... 
in the most recent data I was able to New find Jersey? was 2017. Guess how many? Cons- now, this is a state of over lot. 8 million people. Probably not a lot. How many permits did New Jersey give out in the year 2017? I can't imagine. It's more than like a couple, like 100. 400. Yeah. Like No shocking. one is allowed to conceal carry. That should be a constitutional issue. The Second Amendment is the right to bear, bear arms. arms. I'm out in public. I want to <laughs> bear my arms. I, now, again. Listen, just because it's a law doesn't mean you can't do it. Well, we I'm saw, not going to say that, that I would border. break the law on a podcast. All I would say is it's ridiculous to me that this that the government is allowed to determine these things, which is my biggest issue with the left right now, is when I go on the comment sections of these threads with journalists posting all these ideas about how terrible Republicans are, the echo chamber that gets created around this notion that it's the right that's the problem here, when you don't, the right has no institutional power. Well, how many times have we, we talked about the fact that, like, say what you want, this country was built with with firearms, they were yes, with guns. guns. We need guns. The Wild West, man. I need to be able to take on Phil Murphy with my guns. Just the idea that I have them will make him do things that I want him to do. I am not making any comments. <laughs> <laughs> I still would like to have my gun state. Yeah, you can de- <laughs> you can decline his application, <laughs> but I'll take mine. I will not use it to harm anybody or not, anything. No. It's not to Except harm. an intruder in my own home. Exactly. That's how I feel as well. All I'm saying is that... You know what's people, so funny? When the people are armed, the government is so much more limited. You know what's so funny? Yeah. Me and you have always been very similar, but also have like our different things. And sure. It's like the way we are with guns. If we said, hey, right now, let's make a pact that we're not going to talk about or show each other what kind of guns we're going to get for a full year. And then we met in a year and like showed each other... The guns we would have would be so wildly different. You would have guns from like well, the you 40s. Know, you know the two that I want. I want to get two guns. You I want, want a get pump like shotgun. Old, yeah, like you want to get like these old school. I want a pump shotgun. I want a 45 handgun. Probably a compact, but I'll take what I got. I definitely want 911 I'm style. I'm going to have like real tactical equipment. Yeah, I'm not into that shit. Like, like a super tactical handgun. Not oh. into modern warfare. I want to be able to. I want stopping power, which is why I like the 45s and. I want a shotgun. The hollow point, right? No, probably not a hollow point. But I do want a shotgun because I love the idea of just pump shotguns. I don't. I did do trap shooting once, and I had so much fun doing it. So if I had a shotgun, I think I'd go trap shooting. I think we should get a shotgun. We each have to get the shotgun because by next New Jersey turkey season, which I believe is the fall, we'll go hunt with bird shot. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I want to go turkey hunting and then like eat our own turkey. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, how cool would it be if, like, next Thanksgiving, we like the turkey we're eating on Thanksgiving is the turkey we hunted? But again, New Jersey gun laws are so restrictive and barbaric. They're trying to criminalize gun owners when, in reality, gun owners are the. Did you I can't see, stand it? Did you see? I can't stand I, these laws. Did you see that on your application? I don't know if you even saw it. it was like do you want? Little, do you belong to any militia that like, no, is well, against the government or whatever? That part I thought was organization. No, but there was a uh, like a little statistic. Like, hey, this may take a little bit longer than usual. Did you see the percentage that gun applications are up in the state of New Jersey? What? Two hundred eighty-four percent. Yeah, because people understand what's happening. Two hundred eighty-four. And we are a blessed. We are a blessed country. We're one of only a handful of countries that gives their citizens the ability. 
to own firearms. And not only do we deserve that right as human beings, like there's nothing that the government, the all the government is, is a collection of other people. Correct. They're there's not nothing special, that they have over not better you than anybody. other than the power that you give them as a citizen. The fact that they would ever even think to restrict your right to own a gun while they can create war which, by all the way, around the globe is sadistic which, and psychopathic. Way, if you're pro-choice, yes. which I am. If you love abortion. But if you're pro-choice, no, see, I don't love abortion. <laughs> I'm just pro-choice. Like, I, it's not up to me. Like, if you're pro-choice, how can you possibly be anti-gun? For real. My body, my choice. My body, my fucking gun. <laughs> I'm not going to shoot you with it. Not that it's, not that, it's that comparable. It but you seriously, broke into my home. like, that's really what where we got to start. Every law yeah. needs to be decided on, like, you have the right for yourself to make this decision because you're an adult and you don't need some weird government entity telling you what to do because they suck at doing anything. Same thing, like, the seatbelt law. Like, people always say, with the mask thing, they go, well, well seatbelts seat Yeah, belt. that's a dumb law, too. Get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, I wear I my seatbelt because I want to wear my seatbelt. But see, that's a bad example. And I've pointed this out because I've had friends say that to me. It's like, well, the government tells you to wear a seatbelt or they tell you to wear pants in stores or whatever. Don't tell me to wear pants. Like, either. well, indecent, indecent exposure laws and seatbelt laws were both passed through Congress with, like, legislative... Support. Yeah, they're laws. They're, they're laws. actual laws. <laughs> There's mask no mask law. law. There's no mask law. There's mask mandates. And that's different. We don't live in a society where mandates mean shit. And, but for good reason. There's a reason why a long time ago humans were like, hey, the king just kind of decrees things, and we don't like that. So let's fight back. And that's why I've been saying to you, and just generally, that democracy is overrated. Because we've finally reached the point now where I think we have to reach the next stage of human governance, where we have to find something else. Because democracy anarchy rule, anarchy, anarchy rule. <laughs> Let's go with anarchy. All I'm saying is, democracy has led to the state where we're in, and now our politicians are still decreeing shit to us that's oppressive and backwards. And until we do something about it, like they're gonna keep. It's gonna only gonna get worse. It's only gonna get worse. I tweeted something last night. This is totally unrelated to everything we've been talking about. Um, I can totally see how people lose their families and their houses and basically their entire lives to gambling. <laughs> Dude, it is so fun to, to put money on a game and then that game. To... So last night, watching the uh, Ohio was playing Virginia. Yeah. So Ohio University. They're the 12th seed. Okay. They win? They won. I had money on the game, and all, like, it is the most thrilling. <laughs> it, there's no better like experience than watching something you can't control happen. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and then like, if you win, if they win, you get money. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, that's what the stock market is. That's why people like GameStop. Right yeah, now. but like the stock market doesn't have like that same. You can't. I mean, you can't watch it in real time, but you can't watch like it in, in a sense like an hour and a half. You have a resolution. Yeah, exactly. It's like, did I lose my money? Did I gain my money? <laughs> now, granted, I bet like five bucks. I won like seven. It was very low amount, but it was awesome, and I could see how that would escalate if but you that's have someone with like skin in the game. That's it. You need it. You need a little skin in the game. I wonder how much skin in the. All right, interesting. Let's talk about this. Joe Biden. What did he just do? 
his administration, not him, because I don't think he makes any of these decisions. I don't want to talk about Joe Biden. I know, but this is fun. He fired who? Do you know? Did you see the story? Every staff. Oh, oh, all the pot people. All the pot smokers. Yeah, all the pot smokers. I did see that. All the young kids who helped him get elected who smoked pot. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up, because I actually do want to talk about that. Okay, wait. But here's, we're talking about skin in the game. Who is his, who did he say is the smartest person you know is probably his number one advisor right now? Uh, is it the dude who he didn't know the name of? No, it's his son, Crackhead Hunter Biden. Oh, right. <laughs> so this is what I'm talking well, about. Well, yeah, dude, but that makes sense. Crack is way better than pot. Crack gets you energized, really if, focuses you. That lazy pot, that devil lettuce. If you're one of the people who actually like worked hard to get Joe Biden elected and you're like in the administration, you're a young gun, you're trying to rise up. But you ever smoked pot, you're out. If but, you're crack-headed but nepotism not only, his son. But not only is it that, it's like you smoked pot, but you're like, it's all cool now, though, because Joe Biden's a president. <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden's like, fuck you. Joe Biden is more backwards on pot than Trump was. Oh, my God, go figure. Yeah, Just none like, of this, but n- none of this should be shocking to anybody, which but, is the point. Which is the point. And it's shocking to everyone because they only started paying attention when Trump, when Trump showed up. Forget the and they 47 were pay- not years only, that Joe Biden had in office prior to but Trump. But not only did they just start paying attention, they started paying attention to the wrong shit. Yeah, none of the stuff that actually also, matters. a couple episodes back, I really I really tried to focus on not cursing as much. I know. And I definitely have cursed a little bit you more on this one. You did better last episode. I did terribly. Well, the, my, my last two episodes you were really good. good. My last three episodes were really good. And I um, did bad last episode. This one... I think I did okay this episode. I said the I said shit a little bit. This one I said shit a couple times, and I think I said F a couple times. We're apologizing to anyone who cares. I'm sorry, baby Rose. Sorry, Rose. Yeah, she listened to this whole thing. We're just hurting her... <laughs> we're just filling her head with... with swear words. With swear words and oh, no. anti-establishment hatred i think the the goal of this podcast and i wanted to actually talk about this so this is good we why do you think we do this podcast why do you do this podcast with me why do i do it why do you think it is that we decide because uh, hey, you force me because you force me to come over your house on sundays to talk into a microphone no um we did it because how when i was down in florida you know what really it was me and you've always wanted to kind of talk and just put it out there we had a conversation one day for like an hour and a half about Star Wars. And I was like, man, that'd be a really good, like that would have been a great podcast episode. But not only that is when I was living in Florida, we were always on the phone talking about politics and all these different things. And then before I even moved to Florida, I mean, we spent our nights just kind of walking and talking. Like we have conversations. We have deep conversations politically sometimes about life sometimes about whatever but with recent years i mean political stuff has taken the forefront which is why i don't i think the majority of this podcast is always going to be political and i'm okay with that i would love to talk about other things but it's hard to talk about other things right now yeah for real but i'm happy to have this podcast because i love talking about it with you yeah um and also but who do we do it for do you think i don't do it for anybody i do it for me i do it for me because I get so I, – I, I don't envy you because, like, I think you torment yourself a little bit with how much <laughs> – no, seriously, like, with how much you pay attention to everything. But I do appreciate it. And 
us being able to sit down is like I'm, I'll always be honest about I'm not the smartest when it comes to political matters. I don't know everything. Nor am I. But I probably know more than like the average person. I think maybe so. I maybe. don't know. Who knows? But I agree. I think that's my point. Like we do this for ourselves, and we're apologizing to whoever's listening because we swear or whatever, and we're not trying to upset you. We want you to be able to listen to this at work or on your drive with your parents or whatever it is that you're listening to. You don't want to hear two roughneck Italians from New Jersey just swear at each other. But really, this is how we talk to each other all the time. And the whole reason why we do this is because the conversations we have... Are real. Are real! I think we should actually, next episode... Just swear the whole time. (laughs) No. We do the whole thing in, like, an Italian accent and just curse. Yeah, so it was fucking yesterday. I was on the fucking Twitter. (laughs) Fucking Joe Biden, man. Can you believe this son of a bitch? No, but seriously. I do it because I enjoy these conversations and recording these things for us to be able to listen to and share with our friends and family and whoever else gets to hear it i think good for them if they like it if they don't who cares there are so many people out there who are angry at people who think that regular people like me and you shouldn't be allowed to have a platform to speak and i think that these conversations are way more valuable than anything you're going to get from the new york times do you or the think, washington post do you think sometimes we get a little too uh, we agree on a lot. Yeah. Like, we don't... We rarely push back on it. We haven't found the areas where we, like, push back Baseball on... Baseball at one time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? This was so long ago. Okay. So long ago, I don't We had remember. one of our... I can count on, like, one hand the amount of arguments that we've had that have been so, like argumentative and have lasted a while um number one would probably be like remember when the RG3, guy backflipped into the well that's where i'm going but hold on rg3 <laughs> versus andrew luck you were right i was so right about that yep i was wrong but the biggest one it was antonio brown antonio brown years ago this is before <laughs> antonio brown was like antonio brown he did a front flip yeah, into the end like, zone. You were so <laughs> mad that how could he how could this professional so athlete stupid. And I was so I was so against it. I was like, "Are you kidding me? I think it's awesome. Like, who cares? He's not. He's never gonna get hurt. He's a professional." When I'm wrong. Athlete. I'm wrong, man. Someone on Twitter commented on a tweet I had from like, "I'm a Q guy." Lol. And I'm burn also, him at the stake. That's okay. Whatever. Please, please, Democrats, come do it. I would love to be a martyr. No, but I'm a Q guy, and I'm also someone who's like, "Hey, Trump isn't just gonna walk out of the White House." Like, they just walked out. He did. I thought shit was going to go down. Like, I was like... Well, they, we kind of... It kind of did. Stuff. Like, I mean, it did. We're still talking about it. You're just like, oh, January 6th was an insurrection. It could have been. Like, you don't understand what how it much worse been. it could have been. Yeah. That's fine. All I'm saying is someone tweeted at me on a tweet that I had, like, back in November, like, Trump hasn't lost yet after the election, which he really... I still don't think he lost. Like, whatever. You can think whatever you want. But I said to the guy when he tweeted, like, oh, you still have this take? Yep. No, man. Like I can admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm happy to admit when I was wrong. And that's kind of the difference between us and the ideological opponents who think that we're in this cult of Trump. Trump came out this week and said, hey, I think everyone should get the vaccine. It's good. The people who aren't getting the vaccine or Trump supporters were like, fuck you, dude. We're not getting the vaccine. Yeah, like, what are we doing, Trump? We're not doing it. <laughs> are you kidding me? And that's, I think, the difference. Like, if if they don't realize that. 
it's not about Trump. It's about what Trump represented. So it's not about Trump. Obviously, it's not about past, anything other than obviously the past and, couple weeks you've been a little more sheltered because you're inside hanging with your baby. Yep. But before that, when you drive around and you still see people with Trump flags, even though like I don't, I was a Trump supporter, I was a Trump voter, love Trump. Um, but we've talked about this on the podcast how ultimately I never put kinda, political stuff on my car, flags we, or like that. But there's still something about me that like when I see a flag on a house, it's good for you. I just get a little happy. I'm Good like, for you, man. Yeah, Don't like, give I'm, up. I'm, yeah, like, keep it up. <laughs> but I do that with Bernie 2016 stickers. <sighs> Live the dream, man. Bernie 2016. He got robbed. Just like Trump got robbed. The problem with the Bernie 2016 people is, is they, like, there are too many of them that weren't That are like now Joe Biden people. That were Joe Biden people. Like, I hate those people. I don't hate you. I don't hate anyone. I like, I, like, I can't tell you the amount of time I got into shit with people. Because they're like, how could you be Bernie and then go Trump? And I was like, it's pretty simple, it's really. <laughs> Trade war, but, I mean, and I guess it's the same, right? Like, well, we're Bernie, so he went Biden. It's easy. It's, but I don't know. It's not though, because Bernie was screwed by those people, and you're like, it's like that again. I've said it a million times. Like Stockholm syndrome, you're being sheepdogged by the progressives, who you're like, okay, I, I'm a progressive, so I have to support the progressives, but the progressives support the establishment Democrats, who are really just corporatists. And the corporatists exist on both sides. And the corporatists are just populists for the globalists. The globalists are the elite who run the globe. And they're killing us all. So like, if you support the progressives, by extension, you're supporting the global elite. If you supported Trump, you were giving those people a finger. Whether or not you agreed with Trump. Which is why I think that Trump was such a viable option for so many Bernie people. Correct. But at the end of the day, Trump sucks too. Like... I, I like Trump. I think I think he was a funny president. I think he did a lot of good. He's probably the best president in my lifetime. Trump, objectively, was terrible. Like, we have no good representation in this country, and that is in, in and of itself the problem. So whatever. Correct. What are we going to do? We're just here to live, and me and you can have this podcast, talk to each other about how which, terrible everything is. Which, by the way, we've made it this whole episode. Yep. My computer... Still working. Woo! So, thank you, Apple. <laughs> Things are up in the air. Frankie's computer, once it dies, who knows how we're going to continue to record this podcast. Yeah, considering we can't make a two-mic configuration <laughs> on a Windows computer. Everything's always in flux. The sound quality every week is going to be different. If I'm going to buy a new how mic. Long, how many sucks. minutes have we recorded so far? Uh, 57 minutes. So we're getting near well, the end. 58 minutes. We've had... Squeak toys and baby coos. I've heard like four times. We've had to stop. And I've been go holding a in a fart. Times. All I can say is, if you're listening to this podcast in any sort of regularity, outside of me, I know that I'm a weekly listener. Hey, sorry. I know you're like literally in the middle of wrapping up this podcast. Yeah. And I just looked over here and then forgot we were recording a podcast. Um, did you watch the episode of Meat Eater I showed you? I did. I didn't watch half of it. I didn't watch the full thing. It's an awesome but, show, right? I love the concept of hunting. I know, listen, before you, you got, got to into start this, watching episodes. Before you got into this, about two years ago, when me and Rachel moved in together, I was really, I told her, like, I'm going to get my gun license and I'm going to hunt deer. Because I want to learn how to skin and hunt deer and eat all, all the same things you were saying. I think that's a natural thing. Well, Steve Rennell talks about that, how, like, it's a natural thing to, like, want to go that. out. I remember and, he says that. Yeah. I agree with him. I think that's true. And I think that that's, if we're ever lucky enough to be able to escape the hellhole that is New Jersey and move out west where there's a little more freedom. Yeah, you want to go more out that way. If we're ever able to do that. My buddy, my buddy Tommy was telling me about how, like, the deer here are, like, 
they have Gross. this like they have this like weird brain disease oh, no. that like it's kind of like mad cow but for deer <laughs> and he's like yeah like i try to stay away for deer, from eating venison for that reason i was like Ooh. all i'm saying is but other than that if we're ever lucky enough to go try and live off the land i do want to i i mean i do think that there is a natural inclination for people for that freedom and that self-sustaining ability well, and if we could ever decentralize a little bit uh, when we'd be better when amanda uh, and i get married and we're out west for the wedding we're gonna hunt on that trip. All right. Our our wedding. Hopefully, we'll have our guns by then. Our wedding meal will be whatever we catch. So right, Rosie's uh, starting to fuss a little bit. Again, anyone out there who's listening to this weekly, we really appreciate it. If you're not, that's fine too. If you hate us, that's cool. Whatever. And we do this for each other. We do this for ourselves, and we deserve a platform as much as any other established. Like John Bolton. Fuck that guy. And that's how we end. Fuck Jumbo. All right. Like, he has a platform. All right, goodbye. Have a good week. See you next time. Episode 20 is coming up.
a little bit. So Some what do banter. you know you want to talk about today? COVID. I want to talk about the vaccine. I want to bring COVID back into the fold. And okay. anti-maskers. Because <laughs> they got the power right now. So I want to talk they about that. They got the power. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, d- I did want to talk about the vaccines because I I want, things are ramping up. I don't want to talk about China. But not in the way you probably want to talk about China. <laughs> I just want to talk about, like... How they owned us the other day? No, not about that. Like, I want to just talk more about, like, where I think the United States is and how everything is one giant bureaucratic mess. And forget what we want to say about corruption and all that shit. Like, yeah. just the actual problems with America. And so I, w- I got some ideas there. And you'll you'll be able to... Okay. But not, like, the deep political, like, <laughs> ramifications of China. Like, I don't know it. I don't care. Okay. All right, so... I think my microphone probably sounds better when it's, like, here. All right, let's listen to how that sounds. I think, like, here is probably a good spot. Let's see if that's good. If it's good, we'll go for it.